0: Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely, talented wife, Miss Southern Shell Tyler, on the board. How are we doing, folks? Good,
1: fantastic.
0: Y'all ready for another uh, week of podcasting? I guess?
2: Yeah, it's been a beautiful week here—the yeah. week that it uh, stops raining. And it's a beautiful time to film. You leave town. Yeah,
0: I I, I went through a tropical. It had to be a tropical depression or storm or something coming out of Biloxi yesterday. We were in it the whole way coming back, but I went down to a trade show this week. So I've kind of been on the road.
2: Yeah. Anything good while you're on the road?
0: Man, I did. I found a restaurant. So we were sitting at the sports bar in the casino. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I guess the bartender heard me and Mikey talking about, where we were going for dinner that night. I was thinking we might go to the steakhouse or something like that. And I was like, hey, we can get steak anywhere. it has got to be some good seafood. And he overheard us. And he said, y'all got to go to a place called the Half Shell. It's like right across the street from the Hard Rock Casino down there on the, on the coast. And I was like, you know, we looked at it. It wasn't very far from where we were staying. So we said, we'll, we'll go there and give it a shot. He said they had fresh oysters. Uh, they did char-grilled oysters. And, you know, the food was fantastic. And so we went. And, uh, man, it was – I would – Go back down there to go eat at that half-shell restaurant. Oh, I've got really? two restaurants that I like down on the coast. One is uh, the Steamer. You've been to it. It's hey, uh yeah. what's it called? The Gulf – Gulf Shore Gulf Shore. Ste- Gulf- no, it's not that same Steamer. one, though. It's the Steamer in um, – is it Ocean Springs, I think? It's right by another casino down
2: there. Yeah, yeah. It's really, yeah, really close. Yeah, to
0: right Springs. by a casino. Yeah. And then this one was the Half Shell in Biloxi. And, man – it was fantastic We had we had, Me and Maki split a dozen Raw oysters They were just Great This time of year it was great oysters They had that little Briny yes. taste to them But they weren't they just big? Those, They weren't the monster ones Because I don't yeah. like the ones That are like Too big Three biters yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too big Way bigger than a cracker Or whatever yeah. No but Man you suck them Right out of the shell We put they You know Got to put the horseradish On it A little crystal hot sauce Maybe a little cocktail sauce Squeeze a lemon over it Shoot it right out of the shell They were delicious and then they had um they had all kinds of different char-grilled ones you could get but the their like i guess main ones or their signature ones were called orlean style char-grilled oysters Mm -hmm. and i love char-grilled oysters but i don't like it when they pack all kinds of stuff on it where you don't taste the oyster well this was like an orlean sauce and it was if you if you take a you know barbecue shrimp, how you make yeah. them it when it's got the Worcestershire and the butter and all that? I love that. So it was like a butter sauce like that, but it had like a smoky, almost chipotle chipotle style to it or something like that? Yeah. And so, Because you could get a bit of the smokiness, but it was spicy, and that's all it was. And they put just a touch of like Parmesan cheese on top. And so it wasn't like stuff baked all over the top of your oyster like a Rockefeller or nothing like that. It was yeah. the oyster Slathered in that butter, grilled and then flashed at the end with the parmesan, and man, it was—they were fantastic.
2: That sounds like a perfect uh, oh souped-up oyster.
0: Yeah, it was, it was because you still got the oyster. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, they'll do them, and I—I mean, I'm just—you give me butter and lemon on charred oysters, it's fine. Yeah. parmesan just gives it a little bit of texture. While you don't need a cracker to eat with it or anything, yeah. it's just eat that oyster right out of the shell. So we ate some of those too, and then I had a redfish dish i sent you a picture of it it was phenomenal it was like um a filet of redfish which if y'all have never ate redfish it's one of the better white flesh fish that you could eat i love redfish and it's i mean they're i guess they're all over the place down on the coast i'm going i'm actually going fishing for some in in, a couple eight yeah yeah. right at the beginning of june we're going down to venice louisiana but um we're going to do inshore and some outshore, but I'm going to bring back some redfish, hopefully, and some speck trout. Both of those are phenomenal. But they had all these different redfish recipes on there. One of so them you was could a, get it
2: multiple ways get redfish. Yeah, I got one ways. called
0: Royal Redfish, which it was um, filet of redfish over like um, potatoes and asparagus. You're
2: talking pan seared.
0: Yeah, yeah, pan seared, seasoned. But they did like a butter, lemon, white wine sauce. And then it had uh, royal red shrimp over the top of it. That sounds and it just was, like me. And then I had this. You got one side. and I did. There was a. There was actually a couple sitting beside us. We we just sat at the bar. There was a couple beside us, and they said they come to that restaurant every year and they get the same thing. And that's because I, I, I looked at <laughs> it. They could tell I had a little entree envy. And I was like, "What do y'all call it? She said, "This is the royal red fish." And it's the we come here every year for this dish, and you have to get the creme brulee, sweet potatoes with it, with the Additional honey butter or whatever. They had some kind of special butter they put on it.
2: So that was not a dessert. That was a side. Oh, no, that was
0: a side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you could have got any side, but that was, it, it was fantastic.
2: So what was it again? Sweet potatoes?
0: Crème brûlée sweet potatoes with um, a honey su- cinnamon butter or something like that. You had to pay a dollar extra for the butter, but you know, I, I splurged. I, got, <laughs> I, I paid a dollar for some butter. <laughs> So well worth it.
2: Was it mashed sweet potatoes or was um, it like a sweet potato casserole? So it
0: was like, you know, we do sweet potato casserole for like Thanksgiving yeah, Christmas yeah, or yeah. whatever. It was in a, a just a individual little dish. Yeah, like, like little, sides. Yeah, like sides. Restaurants. Yeah. Um, kind of, I guess, pureed or whipped up sweet potatoes, and they had put like a sugar crumble on top of it and then torched it. So that was the creme brulee action, and then did they, it
2: actually get a creme brulee crust on um,
0: the top? It was, yeah, it was pretty crunchy. It was, it was yeah. almost, it was, you know, you do like that, or it's almost like that praline crust. It yeah, was very similar to that.
2: Did it have nuts?
0: Um, no, it did not have like pecans in it. Like yeah, normally, yeah. normally that would have pecans. So it was
2: in just it. like kind of the brown sugar. Yeah, but just and sure kind of hot. torched
0: and crunchy and crumbly. Okay,
2: okay.
0: And then they took like a a little ice cream, not a full ice cream scoop, but yeah, like, like the one, one we, we use for hush puppies and scoop that real soft butter and put it on top, and it just starts melting on top of that. And it was, man, I mean, it could have been dessert. I would have ordered that for a dessert. Yeah. But it was just a side dish that went with the fish. So it was.
2: Well, you know, it, everything you got it, You got in late last night, and, you know, we were talking about a lot of stuff, but you were like, uh, this cream brulee sweet potatoes. Yeah. I just assumed it was dessert.
0: Yeah. No, no. We didn't, no. I didn't order dessert anywhere. But Mikey got one that was called, it was the Orleans uh redfish so same sauce they did on the char-grilled oysters they did on the redfish but they served it with uh i don't I think it was just like gulf shrimp and then it put lump crab all over the top of it
2: Ooh, which and one's it better looked, um did y'all try each other's
0: or i yeah i took a bite of his he took a bite of mine i i'd have to lean towards mine because <laughs> of the the royal red shrimp put it out he he, he said i didn't try the lump crab on his but he's like, it's so light and delicate that you, you lost the crab in it. Yeah. Because that sauce had so much flavor. And that's what, like, his – he now, for for dipping up stuff, they put a lot of that Orlean sauce. And it was almost – he thought it had might have had, like, some kind of chili oil in it. Because, but I think it was just butter and chipotle peppers because it was – you know, it, it had that it had a cute. barbecue shrimp feel. And they also – I, you know, looked at the menu, and they also had um, Orlean shrimp. So that was their version of barbecue shrimp. So they were use, They were getting several uses out of that sauce, and so that's why I think it was just like a a version of a New Orleans yeah. barbecue shrimp. It was. It's definitely worth going there. The bar was cool. I didn't sit in the restaurant, but it's it's you know it's like a two story building. A
2: good excuse for us to go back down there. Yeah, yeah, for real. Well, they have a a, a minor league baseball team right on the.
0: Called the Shuckers. Yeah,
2: the Shuckers. Yeah. Michael's been wanting to go, so we'll have to That was the through. only,
0: that was, I mean, I ate twice there. We ate, like, as soon as we, we didn't get there till like 9 o'clock, and we went to the sports bars. That's where we're having like a meeting and greet, and I just got like a Philly cheesesteak and fries at the bar, and then the next day we went to the uh, trade show, and then we didn't, they had a box lunch, but we didn't, we didn't partake in it. We yeah. waited until dinner that night, so. So by the time we got to dinner, I was, I was like, Let's "Oysters, oysters, and an entree. <laughs> Bring me everything yeah. on this menu." <laughs> yep, and then we get up the next day and go home. So it was it was super fast, but yeah, we did stop at one of my favorite places to stop on Forty Nine U.S. Highway Forty Nine. That's Country Pleasing the Meat Market. <laughs> Shout out to Eric and the guy. He gave me the tour. They've done remodeled since you've been there. That's Shell's hometown, y'all. Florence. So you grew up. Was Cooper's always there? No, no,
2: they were in Pilaachi. Okay. They didn't move there until pretty much like I was leaving. Really? Yeah.
0: I remember going, like, when well, we first, you know, when you took me home to see your folks yeah. or whatever, introduced me to everybody, we first started dating or whatever. I always wanted to go there because I saw the place. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have Country Pleasing in stores, at least in North Mississippi they didn't. They
2: had it in some local grocery stores, but yeah. nothing like they do now. Now,
0: now it's got, I'm, I'm I'm guessing they're distributing to a lot of the Walmarts around the country because I see it. You know, the pandemic really helped them, but they manufacture their line. It's called Country Pleasing Brand Smoked Sausage. And they, they it make, is
2: good. It's probably the best smoked sausage. Oh, it's, it's, it's on it, the tastes,
0: it tastes like when we get deer made down, the deer sausage made down there, smoked sausage. That's the closest to it. And it's yeah. delicious. But why I like stopping there is because they only have, you know, they I don't know how many, how many different flavors of smoked sausage they have. But they have all the different stuff at the main yeah. store. They
2: only distribute like the top three or four. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I think Walmart may have five. I don't know. Yeah. It's something like that. Yep. They recently got uh, the gator, actually. So really. so I they had crawfish uh, and pork, and I bought some of that and brought back. They did it like a, I think it's like an 1887 blend or something like that. What does they that have, mean? What uh, is
2: 1887 blend? Is that a year or is that a I mean, I don't know if it's like or? a.
0: I don't know. It, right. I didn't ask. I mean, <laughs> but I think it was just like <laughs> oh, yeah. one of their old fashioned blends. It's like old fashioned smoke sausage. Okay. And they don't like distribute. The only place I think they sell it that I've seen is at the store, the, the Cooper's Meat Market store. But it's it's a full blown butcher shop. Like they had everything.
1: Yeah.
0: They they're making boudin in house. I bought some of that seafood and regular and brought back. They're doing. Um, I think it was two or three kinds of breakfast sausage, like their own breakfast sausage blend. I hadn't seen it in stores either.
2: Yeah. They used to do like a almost like a grab and go, like it's they almost just, like meals you could go and
1: pick up. They still up. do that. Yeah.
0: They have they had these big coolers like in the center. And they had like anything from a lasagna to they had uh, this was new bisque and gumbos and oh, really? made right there. They had uh pork they're frying and bagging pork rinds right there. They had, I bought a bag of the, uh, what's it called? Crab bull ones. I, they didn't call them Cajun. They were like crab bull seasoned. They were, there wasn't, I didn't share those. with. There wasn't none left. We ate that bag. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> but also they had some like tender, t- the most tender smoked sausage. I bought some of those and brought them back there in the freezer. I mean, I bought probably $100 worth of stuff. Bought a cooler, they had a cooler and ice there. So you could just buy it, put it in the <laughs> truck and go into the house.
2: It's pretty good. Definitely load.
0: worth the stop.
2: Yeah, it's a really cool spot. Like they have all kinds of stuff: seasonings, yeah. and jellies, and jams, and pickles, and two of my favorite,
0: two of my favorite places. You got Jerry's Igloo, Catfish House, next door to Cooper's Meat Market.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see that every time I go. Have now. you ne-
0: Have you never stopped, Tyler? Nope, never oh, stopped. dude, you got
2: to stop. Eh, it's not a good place to stop and eat lunch when you're fixing to have to
0: drive another five hours or so. <laughs> you know, you don't want to stop and eat catfish and still have. Three it's, a hour heavy, drive. it's a heavy meal. I think it was two hours. It was right at two hours from the coast to there. Yeah,
2: get you a hotel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Plan ahead. That was like we were going to come back. I was like, oh, we, you know, we can stop and eat lunch at Jerry's or go to Madison and eat Mama Hamels. But it was coming a monsoon on yeah, us. Okay. I was like, well, we're, we're definitely stopping at the getting some sausage and seeing Aaron. But after that, uh, now we were ready to get home.
2: Um, We also made another real quick trip last weekend or this past weekend. We went to Arkansas, went to um, Fire Dancer Barbecue.
0: Meet and greet was awesome. Yeah. We showed up, I guess we got there that morning, um, and we stayed till about three or four o'clock that afternoon, and it was a line of people coming in just talking barbecue. You know, we took pictures, shook hands, (laughs) uh, passed out some food. They had, uh, what were they, had some.
2: He did chicken skewers. Yeah, he did um, a bunch of chicken skewers, a bunch of different flavors, and then he had smoked cream cheese, which is a great thing to serve to people.
0: Oh yeah,
2: he did them a different way: savory smoked mm. cream cheese.
0: So you could sweet smoked cream cheese. Taste some of the different seasonings and stuff. I never thought of doing that at like a pass out type thing. It's a good idea. Everybody loves cream cheese. Everybody loves
2: cream cheese, and it's you know very cost effective Mm -hmm. when you're passing out. Yeah. Um,
0: Just get a smear of cream cheese on like a wheat thin or something.
2: So uh, I've never we've never tried this, but um, the guys that they had helping cook some of the pass out food, um, he said that he did these jerk chicken skewers, used your jam and jerk seasoning. And he said he would season up the chicken on the skewer, thighs, of course, using thighs, cut them up, put them on the skewer, season them with the jerk, put them on the smoker or the grill. Um, and he said he just kept putting that jerk on it, just putting that seasoning on it as it was starting to cook and, you know, the moisture's coming out. Mm-hmm. He just was layering that season and on and on and on. He said you can't. He said you can do it with the jerk because it doesn't get overly salty. Yeah. He said it just keeps building those flavors, uh, that's and that's a, all he did.
0: And I didn't was, try one, but did you try a bite? Yes,
2: it was everybody's favorite. Really? Yeah.
0: I saw. I saw a lot of people toting around multiple skewers. <laughs> <like, yeah. Yeah.
2: laughs> but yes. You didn't try anything. You were out there.
0: I, I had so. <laughs> I was standing there. I don't know. It was about twelve thirty. Eric came up, and said, "You want a beer?" And he brought me a Miller Light. I was like, heck yeah, you know, and I took one sip, set it down, and didn't pick it up till four <laughs> o'clock. I was like, dang, I didn't even have time to drink one beer. I didn't get a bathroom break. I didn't-
2: <laughs> Were you dying?
0: No, well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's my thing. If I'm talking, especially talking barbecue to people, and there's, you know, it's constant. Time flies by. It does. You can, yeah. you can, you know, blow off eight hours just talking barbecue. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Don't even think about it.
2: Me and Michael kind of stayed over at the pass-out table. and
0: Helped out there. Helped there, yeah. yeah. But that was a – he's got – Eric's got a real cool store. If y'all are um, – it's actually in Benton, Arkansas, next door to Bryant, Arkansas. But um, that's where he's from, Bryant. But um, it's right off like the main drag. Uh, plenty of room in his store. Like, he's got room to do classes. He's got like a little private class area. He's got an outdoor area that's perfect for doing some grilling. Yeah, I was kind of envious of his uh, yeah, setup. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. You know, we got some ideas for our shop from what he had.
2: He had he, pretty much. He was kind of like more barbecue supply. You know, like yeah. he has it all.
0: <clears throat> mm-hmm. He had, a, and he had different. You know, sauces, rubs, seasonings, marinades, injections, things that. Oh, he had we fancy mustards. and yeah.
2: olives. We bought the, some stuff. Heck yeah! <laughs> I bought some of that chubicabra. uh Which one? I guess, two gringos,
0: chupacabra? Yeah, two gringos, chupacabra.
2: Yeah. They had a salsa and a marinade and mm-hmm. a, I guess a Mexican sauce. Mm-hmm.
0: We got to try that. Yeah, we're going to have Sounds tacos. Sounds like, taco
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we, uh, we did go out somewhere there, U.S. Pizza. I'd never been to one of those. They told us it was some kind of chain, but it didn't seem like it. I love U.S. Pizza. Man, it was fun. They had a bar. They had great pizza. They served the big beers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they had a little arcade <laughs> over to the side. Michael yeah. was getting into that.
0: Was, yeah, that's a good place. Yeah.
2: Um, so we're still building the smokehouse. Where we are with the smokehouse build.
0: Last time I, I, mean, I haven't been down there in a minute. But last time I did go, they were finishing up the brick on the outside smoke area. So it should. I'm well. If it didn't rain, they probably finished it this week. So we should be getting ready for screens and automatic door paint. And so it won't be long, hopefully. But oh, we haven't picked out the countertops. Yeah, that's on us. <laughs> We've got to go pick out our countertops. I'm, You know, so we're doing like a a show bar to where, you know, where I film from. And that's what, the um, you know, there probably be a granite top out there. It's got a brick base. But then behind us, I'm wanting to do these modular cabinets that Grilla has. Just because it seems easy. Like, you know, I don't want something fixed because I don't know what I'm going to yeah, configure yeah. this thing. And I didn't want to build in and be stuck to something. What if I want to put in another type grill? And I've got to move. I don't want to have to get into hiring a contractor, tearing some stuff out. Yeah. So I think the modular thing's going to work there. They have one like Grilla has. You can pr- you can pretty much make a any configuration you want. What I'm going to do is like an L with like a corner cabinet, and then we plumbed it to where they have a sink. and It can hook right up to the sink with a drain and everything, and tie into our existing our plumbing that we're building. So it'll be you know right there. It'll it'll look like it'll have that modular maybe look or feel to it. But it'll, it'll almost seem like it's built in the yeah. way it is because.
2: Can you imagine having a sink in your outdoor kitchen? No, it's
0: going to be great. <laughs> and then, in that, in that sink unit has a refrigerator too. Cold Miller lights right there. <laughs> Wash your hand, get a beer. Can't beat that. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm excited because I'm going to move, you know, I'm going to have a stick burner in there, of course. I'm going to have a drum in there and probably, I'm definitely going to have a pellet grill, but I'm going to have a flat top. I'm going to have that crank it up grill. Um. Probably a fryer of some sorts. I talked to the Bayou Classic people, and they've got this new fryer. They they prototyped it, and the dude told me he's like, "You want this prototype? You can take it with you." And it was storming so bad, we didn't we couldn't put it in the back. They was just gonna get, you know, might get blown out. It was the wind was blowing so hard.
2: So is it different so, than the fryer that you have currently?
0: It's it's more built for an outdoor kitchen look because you know the fryers we have now. They're I mean. They're just like the fryer, baskets go in, yeah, that's yeah. it, bottle on the side. Maybe a little, I don't even know if the one we have has a little shelf.
1: It does. But this one, one has,
0: one. yeah, this one is like a cart and it has, it's a one basket fryer, but it's like a wide basket. So it's, you know, it's, it's perfect for family cooking on your back patio, something like that. It's not something you'd take and do like a catfish cooking, Yeah, like catering, catering or something, yeah. but it's more, it has more of a built-in kind of look to it. It has like a little uh, tray on the side with like a cutting board, and you take that off. And there's like a warming area underneath it um, with really? a pan. And the way it's not, it doesn't have like a heating element, but the way that the heat for the fryer runs tubes through to heat the grease, the residual heat from that keeps that little warming drawer just warm heated up. off that, just yeah. warm enough so you save your fry. Yeah, save your frying fish or wings or something. You get those done. You put them off in the little warming basket, and it's got like a raised grate in there, so the grease will get off stuff, and then it's staying warm enough while you do French fries or other sides or something or another round. Yeah. And then when you get through cooking, you just take it all inside because it's got like a little lid you put on it. It's you know keeps everything off of it.
2: So. I could see you using that a lot. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I'm probably I, I told him I was really interested in getting one and trying it, maybe doing a video or something.
2: Yeah.
0: Went you know um, you know swap out kind. <laughs> of. i'm all about to swap out i'll do a video you let me have one (laughs) so
2: uh this past weekend we did crab legs for easter
0: we did so we got back well it was was easter morning no we actually drove back late saturday and then when we got up we was like we didn't do a ham we didn't do all the sides and stuff for easter my parents were out of town um so i said let's do crab legs so we so we made a little five video. Five pounds yeah. of crab legs and did a video, and I mean it was. What so? I love snow crab legs. They're the best. They're they're better than lobster to me. Oh yeah. I'd rather. I mean, I don't know. I get, it seems like I get more meat out of them. You don't. They're easy to cook. You really don't have to. You know, you really don't have to cook them. They're just warmed up because they're already been cooked. When they process them on those crab boats, they. Pull them out of the crab traps like you see on deadliest catch. They throw, they take them to a big boat and process them, flash freeze them right there. So they're, you know, I guess they're steamed or boiled real fast. Then they put them up. And so when you get them, they're froze. Well, most people either steam them back to get them back to safe temp or you know eating yeah, temp, yeah. or they boil them like we boil crawfish. But I started and I did this a while back, putting them on the smoker. Because yeah, yeah. so, all I'm doing, told
2: you about it. I forgot I who for, it was. I,
0: it was years ago. Years we did ago. it. Cause I think the video I did it on first was on the old hickory. Oh, isn't the old house? Was it was it the old yeah. house yeah. we did? It? The yellow kitchen days? Yeah. Or the tan kitchen days after. <laughs> it was one of the phases there. <laughs> but that's so what we did was you take them out, you put them on the grate, straight frozen out of the freezer, give them a little head start. And I usually run the grill about 350. You could run I, I mean, you want it you want it moving air and you want it you know, warmer heat, you're not trying to smoke them like 225 because it's all it is is about heating that crab up and then getting that shell brittle so it'll break. So I think cooking them on the grill or the smoker actually gets that shell better than when you boil them or you steam them because that, they're always soggy to me then. Sometimes yeah. they crack, sometimes they don't. They're a little more pliable. Yeah, they're pliable, but putting them on the rack, circulating that warm air and some of that smoke through there, Get some brittle. brittle. It gets that shell brittle, and that's all I'm doing is cooking them to that shell's brittle enough. And the meat's so, warm. And the meat's warm. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's because it, it kind of steams in that shell, but that crab shell is kind of porous. So you think that oh, you're not going to get any flavor in it because it's got this hard shell on it. Well, there's all kinds of cracks and little you know ways for the stuff to get in. So what I do instead of just putting them on their plane to get some flavor on them, melt you some butter. Season it up with some Cajun season. Y'all, I got the king Crawl. You could use You could use whatever you wanted, Cajun season. You can make them barbecue flavored if you wanted to, but I like the Cajun.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Squeeze some lemon you juice use in. O- you could use Obey. You could use Obey, yeah. Squeeze some lemon in it, like a, one lemon just squeezed off in there, and some parsley. It's, it's that easy. Melt the butter in the microwave and add all the other stuff and stir it up, and then after those crab legs have gone about five minutes on the grill – they're starting to thaw out and steam on their own a little, start basting them with that butter mixture. And you know what? I do that like three times during the cook, yeah. like every 10 minutes. I'd open the lid and baste them. Don't turn them. Don't do anything. Just open the lid and baste them. And then after about 25, 30 minutes, I'll grab like one of the small legs, either off a cluster, but often when you buy crab legs, there's little legs, left stragglers. Mm-hmm. Those are my test legs. <laughs> so I'll, you know, grab one, take it. And when it snaps, they're done and usually all of them are about that same thing. And yeah. So I just pull them off, throw them in an aluminum pan, cover them up with foil, and they'll steam a little bit then because they're holding residual heat, but they're ready to go. You don't have to wait. And man, I busted that. You could see, you can see when I picked them up how much juice was still yes, in that crab yes. leg. That was from where they were processed, you know. So that that holds it in there and they've thought, you know, all that all that's frozen anyway. When they flash freeze them, so it's thawing out and it's keeping them moist on the inside, and it's getting some flavor from the butter and the seasonings. And you pick them up, and they're just as juicy. They're not dry at all. And you bust that shell, man. It's just like steam and flavor, and oh, they're so good.
2: I've always said that I like them better that way. Yeah. Than steamed or boiled or anything, because you get so much more flavor, and you can taste the grill.
0: That's what I. I I, I was going to say that. Like, I don't know if you would want to cook them at a lower temp or add more smoke or anything like that because they get they they soak up i guess because they're so wet yeah i guess they're so wet that they have smokes drawn to them and so it kind of gives it that grilled smoky flavor and it's like man you would have thought you did these over like live fire because it has that essence of it
2: and i also think like whether it penetrates the meat whether the butter mixture and the base penetrates the meat through the shell i don't know But I pick it up and it's getting all over my hands and I'm cracking and I'm eating it. It's getting all over the meat. It's so good. Oh, yeah. You really don't even need butter to dip it in. I
0: know. Because we, you know, so one of the, here is Malcolm's finer thing of life crab legs and melted butter. And that's all you need. (laughs) And doing them on the grill, you know, so we melt, I, I clarify the butter put a you know a stick or two of butter in a little pot start cooking it it'll start foaming the water starts cooking so it's off
2: clarifying
0: you're separating kind of the butter solids from the butter fat i guess it is and then the moisture that's in the butter is cooking off and that's what bubbles and foams off and then you turn the heat off and pour it up and it'll kind of the some of the solids will settle to the bottom and then if there's any like you know, I don't know. It's like butter film that gets to the top. Mm-hmm. I kind of get that off, and all you've got is liquid gold <laughs> at that point. <laughs> that's what you dip the crab legs in. And
2: it but, doesn't like solidify uh, either. No, like, no,
0: no. It stays. Yeah, and I guess, I guess it's ghee. Would you say that's ghee kind of clarified butter? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a fancy.
2: I'll have to read I just it.
0: know it's delicious.
2: Yeah.
0: Malcolm's <laughs> finer thing in life crab legs on the grill with melted clarified butter. Oh, I don't get up better. It's pretty good. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, I I like the way you smoke them way better than steaming them, boiling them. And they're easy. It's easier, too.
0: It's easier than getting a big pot out and bringing it to a bowl and seasoning it. I mean, crab legs aren't cheap. I think, you know, I don't know what I paid. I want to say it's like, these were big clusters, like the eight, ten ounce. Well, basically, it's two clusters is a pound. So that's that's the way he weighs them, but they were the bigger ones, and I bought five pounds, and they were like twenty two ninety nine a pound, something like that. So you'll spend a hundred bucks on crab legs real quick, yeah. But oh, it's worth it.
2: So does it get your?
0: Grill? But it, I mean, that'll feed like two clusters. I mean, I can eat three, but yeah. two <laughs> clusters is probably a serving if you're yeah. managing per person. I would say most people,
2: especially if you have
0: potatoes, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, corn sides, and sides all to go with, sides,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, so does it leave a mess on your cooker? Like, does it crab up your? Grill?
0: Um. So the next day, we cooked. I cooked wings on the smoker, and same. The same I, smoker. I had that. I fired that Memphis smoker up for it because I had something else over on the grilla, and I fired it up because I was wondering. You know, I dripped all this down, and there was no like seafood smell or anything. Now, I smelled some of the butter because I was basting, and it got on. I didn't change the foil out on the deflector plate, and so some of that butter and some of it, you know, it had been dripping on it. But it wasn't like, oh, you're gonna ruin your grill if you cook yeah. seafood on it. No, it wasn't anything like that. And the wings, did you? So you ate the wings. Did you pick up any crab seafood taste?
2: No, I didn't. Off those I didn't wings? even think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now I will say, like, clean your grill if you're going to, you know, be cook. I, I cook wings at like two three hundred. I think it was. I set the grill so it wasn't. it wasn't hotter than what I had it at. But if I was gonna go up to four over three fifty or four hundred. All that butter that I've been basting with and sitting there, that's a good way to start a fire in your grill. <laughs> so make sure, you know, if you've done that, that you don't have an excess of butter grease or anything like that built. That goes for burgers, you know, cooking pork butts oh, yeah. and then going to cooking burgers, cranking it up. If you're going to crank it up high, make sure you clean all that off because you will start a grill fire easy.
2: I've done it before. Yeah, you've done it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's for you, Shell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't cook. Wagyu burgers, yeah, and then not clean the grill,
0: and then turn it up to four hundred to 100. cook a wing. to cook
2: some wings. Yeah, you know, day or two
0: it will later, will flame up.
2: <laughs> I think I might have killed that grill. <sighs> I'm not sure. You also did a uh, smoked low country bowl.
0: I did, and I um. So people know what a, I guess most people know what a low country ball is. It's a,
2: what
0: is it? Low country. I guess it's over on the East Coast, Carolinas, all that. That's that's that what I, that's I think the low about, country, yeah. or Georgia. But um, they don't do cra- uh, crawfish over there. They do shrimp. And so most of the time, it's shrimp, sausage, potatoes, corn. That's a low country bowl, And I, I'm guessing, I'm assuming they do it. Um, I don't I don't know if they use crab bowl in it because most of the time when I see it, it's kind of plain looking like they might have just done it in salted water yeah. or something like that. A little
2: butter, a little obey. Yeah, it doesn't
0: look like it. Yeah, and season it when it comes out. Well, I took my version the way I would do, imagine I would do it if I was going to do it on smokers, so I don't know if in everybody else's towns, if this is a popular thing, but we have had here in DeSoto County, all these new restaurants popped up. That are, they're in a bag and basically they're steaming them. So they're using like these oven safe bags. Like you'd roast a turkey, or your mom would cook pot roast in or something like that. And they're putting their, your seafood, your vegetables. You can flavor it however you want. Yeah. If you want it spicy, if you want it mild, if you want it crab bowl, if you lemon
2: pepper, yeah,
0: whatever stepper, yeah, <laughs> you, can put, you can put all you can put whatever you want in it. So that's what I was going for, kind of low country bowl in a bag on the smoker. Now the smoke and the heat from the bag, you know, it it I don't know how, but it permeates that bag. You get some flavor from the grill in it. It's not overly, I mean, it's not a pellet grill, so it's not super strong.
2: I didn't notice it near as much as I did with the crab. Yeah, but
0: it still comes through there, so you're getting some flavor from it, but mainly it's the heat, the steam that builds up from being in the bag that that cooks everything, and the longest thing you're cooking in it is the potatoes. It takes them a while to cook, and since you're cooking everything all together, you've got to think about that. You've got to give your potatoes a little head start, and the way we did those was – Pop them in the microwave. I use new potatoes. You could use, like, if you use a small red potato or a small gold potato, you could cut them in half. But uh, imagine all grocery stores have them. I know ours do. It's these little bags of these little baby new potatoes. Yeah, they're perfect. One, oh, They're almost
2: like a one-biter potato. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not too starchy. It's just, it's perfect for doing like a crab, crawfish bowl or yeah. low-country bowl or something like that. So we pop them, like, in a covered little dish with a little water. And I mean, did you throw any season at all? No. It was just a little <laughs> water to create steam. I didn't even use water. When you go five Maybe minutes, yeah. five minutes in the microwave. I think
2: it was eight.
0: Yeah, and then let them cool. Just I took them out, let the lid set off, and let them cool. So when we're ready to make our Low Country bowl, the potatoes have had a head start. They'll be tender in the time it takes the shrimp to cook. So I took fresh corn, cut the cobs in half, I boiled some. I like I like uh, Cajun style boiled eggs. So I put bolt. We boiled some eggs, peeled them, put those in there. We had onion. I just kind of quartered just to give it some flavor. You can the onion's good. It's kind of sweet. It picks up flavor, but it gives the it it it. gives you some flavor as it cooks. Too. That's one of my
2: favorite accompaniments. Then
0: the onion. Then I threw the mushrooms in there. That's not typical for a low country bowl, but for a Malcolm low country it is. (laughs) And of course, you had to have shrimp. So I had these big giant Gulf shrimp. When I bought the crab legs, I bought two pounds of them, and I bought the kind that are peeled and deveined but they have the tail on you could use whole shrimp with the head well, you probably wouldn't want the heads on there it might poke your bag <laughs> but you could use shell on shrimp yeah. you could use any shrimp you want you know just get a good shrimp and um, the potatoes and you use some sausage too oh yeah you gotta have the sausage so I I, I bought a link of the country please, an original and just cut it up into bite sized pieces and so I had all this like on a platter and the thing about these oven bags they don't hold a whole lot but it's great because it's almost like you're making an individual bag yeah. by person. People, You could have all that sitting out, and then you have your seasoning. Now, for the seasoning, I used melted butter. I took like a pound of butter, four sticks, put it in a like a Pyrex glass microwave-safe dish and melted it low so it didn't pop all over the place and got it melted. And then I added um, minced garlic, more king crawl. Now, Low Country doesn't do this, but I like that crawfish flavor. So I use a liquid bowl and I just put like a cap in it because that stuff is concentrated flavor. So you'll blow yourself out so if you use gives too much.
2: You a so you get
0: that Cajun kind of Bayou taste to it. And you know, a cap of that, um, some parsley. And that was all that was in the. Lemon juice. The, I squeezed the lemon in the bag. Yeah, that's right. So that's all I put in the butter on that one. Mix that up and then you you get. um, I found it easier like if you'll get a shallow dish, put your bag in it and kind of roll it down. And then potatoes, corn, sausage, mushroom, eggs, onion, and then put your shrimp on top. Pour about half your, you know, kind of eyeball how much butter mixture, how many bags you're going to make to how much butter mixture you pour in. But it just, yeah, because you you just want to coat everything. So I just poured some of that in, squeezed some lemon in, and y'all know I heat it with some extra seasoning. (laughs) I want it spicy. But that's the great thing about this. If you had it laid out for everybody, they could just, you know, you could let them build their bag. If they don't like the deviled or the boiled eggs. Yeah,
2: because I ain't messing with them eggs. Yeah, they
0: don't want the mushrooms. You can put whatever you wanted in it. If they don't like it too spicy or too buttery, just go lightly. But once you get it all loaded in the bags and tied up, you just stick it on a sheet pan, then just you and you probably should be real good.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I forgot. You got to mix it all around to coat everything. So it's in that bag and it's tied up. So I just kind of by hand mix everything all together to where it's all coated and you get that buttery mixture and all them seasoned flavors all over it. Then it goes on the grill. Now, I've never tried it, putting it straight on the rack. You could, but I don't want the bag to have any way to bust, melt, whatever. Because see are high,
2: sticking to the rack. Yeah, yeah.
0: and these are high-temp bags, but I line a sheet pan with full just to make cleanup easy in case something, something spills or whatever. And just set them bags on it. And it looks like you just bought some goldfish or something. You know, you got it in the bag, <laughs> yeah. set it on there, put it on the pit. I did like 275 until, and it only took 25, 30 minutes. Doesn't take long. And you can kind of see through the bag, steam will start building up. And I just kind of move around where I can see some of the shrimp. And when those shrimp start to change from that kind of clear gray look that they have to a, a white, almost pink. pink, pink and white look. Are red kind of color, that's when, that's when they're done because you don't want to overcook the shrimp. Everything else in there will be fine. Um, the onions may be they'll, – they'll still have a little – I mean, they're not going to mush. They still have a little firmness to the onion, but you're getting some of that flavor from them, but it really tastes good. And the potatoes are soft. The corn doesn't need long at all. Mushrooms soak up a lot of the flavor. The mushrooms are good. And the sausage are done too. But the best thing about this is – You don't need the the clarified butter on the side of it because you dump all that stuff out and like you know get you your own little casserole dish or round tub or whatever you have. Dump that bag in there and then you get all that buttery goodness and you just dip your shrimp and dip your potatoes and you know move wallow your corn around in it. (laughs) That's all you need and it's it's like a one plate one pot meal that takes thirty minutes to cook. Yeah. And you could cook a bunch of it, too. You could
2: do all kinds of flavors. Oh, yeah.
0: And... That's right. Those mm. were good.
2: It was really good. I mean, it's So shrimp. we ate good
0: on Easter. It's
2: shrimp and butter, so I kind of yeah. expected it to be good, but. You had me
0: sold on dinner tonight. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> Sounds delicious. And they're eating it. So the oven bags, they're like, we found them where on the aluminum foil plastic wrap aisle. Yeah. It's Reynolds Oven Safe Bags. And you just kind of put a bunch of them together and tie them in a knot. That's yeah, and what I you did. can do
2: any seafood, really.
0: Yeah, anything.
2: Because I've had those bowl in the bag places where I got crab legs, or
0: yeah, they'll you know. put man, they, someone put whole lobsters in there. <laughs> <laughs> they'll put a lobster in it. They'll put lobster tails, crab, yeah, mussels, clams. Yeah. I've seen them put all kinds of stuff in those bags. But, but the shrimp to me is the best. Yeah. I probably wouldn't want to put a whole lobster, live lobster off in there. <laughs> Throw him on the grill. that seemed seem a little yeah. odd. Wait, live? Yeah. would you do live? <laughs> live money in the bag? <laughs> aren't you supposed to dispatch them? Or? Yeah, I think you are, aren't you? Put a butcher knife to the head. I ain't cooked enough live ones. <laughs> have <laughs> you was, ever
2: cooked any live
0: ones? Yeah, yeah, I have. If we uh, we got the wild hair. This was about early, early. When I was still like barbecuing at my mom and dad's house on our first little Side by side smoker that we bought at the grocery store, you know, one of those that sit outside. They used to have lobster tanks in the in grocery stores. Yep. We don't have yep. them anymore. So it was like me, my Waylon, Chuck, a couple of us, you know, buddies. Let's go get some lobsters and steak. We would cook that. We went and bought and they, they give them to you like these Happy Meal boxes at the grocery store. So then the claws are banned. So the first thing we do, you know, we get these lobsters on, bust them out of the Thing. we cut the bands off, and we got them in the kitchen. My mom and dad aren't home. We got them in the floor trying to fight these lobsters, you know. And we, we, so we didn't know that you were supposed to dispatch them or whatever. we put them on the smoker and just throw them up in there.
2: Like the live lobsters? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Were they that, making noises?
0: I didn't hear anything. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't listening for them, but they would not like, like, "Hey, let me out" or nothing. They weren't knocking on the door.
2: <laughs> it's a big heard...
0: giant cockroach with the sea. I mean,
2: I always heard that they like screamed. It was not the... that
0: good. Believe me, yeah. we put we had them on a side by side smoker. This was before I knew much about smoking at all. And we were just trying to feed it sticks and barely get it to two twenty five. And it was we grilled the steaks. The steaks were okay, but the lobster was not oh, very good. That was... Zero flavor. Yeah. I mean, we melted some margarine probably, <laughs> you know, <we laughs> yeah. had like parquet. We was trying to eat with these lobsters. I've, I have come a long way since then. <laughs> I'm a cooking lobster or anything. If you boil them, they do scream.
1: Okay. I do know that. Have like, you done that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, I have never done it, but it's a New England staple, I think, to just boil lobsters live. At least it was in my house. Yeah. And growing up, it was a very common uh, sound that you would hear coming from the kitchen was lobster screaming. Yeah. From so the what morning. does it sound like? Just really <laughs> high, yeah, like really high pitch, like, <laughs> like uh, I guess it ha- I don't know. If is it's the like lobster making, making
0: the noise, yeah. or is it the steam and stuff
1: coming out of their shell? Probably. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking it is, yeah, right? Yeah. Because if yeah. they didn't scream on the smoker, then maybe it has something to do with the water boiling. Maybe yeah. he
2: wasn't paying attention. I imagine they were. <laughs>
0: yeah. Probably had music turned on <laughs> in the front yard. I'm talking about you step off the porch and it's in the neighborhood right on the front. You know. <laughs> Just throwing
2: live <laughs> lobsters. Lobsters on the
0: grill. After we raced them and made them fight each other. <laughs> Lobster does hurt when it grabs you. It's not like crawfish.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It'll peach
0: fire out of you.
2: So um, last uh, week we talked about fall off the bone ribs. We did. And uh, you, we there was a clip that Jacob took. And, <laughs> Uh, put it on tiktok and it's doing pretty good
0: really what's it up to
2: like
0: eight hundred thousand people wow. watch it yeah talk about follow I, <laughs> yeah. man, hey I'm, all right i'll tell you this people are serious about their fall off the bone ribs i believe it. so when i we got down to biloxi that night and we went to um they were having like a meet and greet at the little sports bar they had like a little area ripped off and you know me and mikey stroll in and of course people are coming up and introducing us and talking to us and this man just he comes up to me he's you know what do you know about cooking ribs? How all you, you competition guys think y'all know how to cook ribs? I'm going to tell you what. The best ribs are, what did he tell me the name of the place was? It was in Jasper, Alabama. And I, I cannot remember the name of it. It was it might have been Scott's or Joe's. It was something. It was Jasper, Alabama. But he said, I guarantee you these are the best ribs you've ever ate in your life. You pick up the bone all that meat just falls off. And he's like, how do you think they do that? And y'all can't do that. And so I said, <laughs> so my thing was, I said, man, that's easy to do. All you do is overcook it. He did not like that answer. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean overcook? That's how people eat. That's how they're supposed to be. He was adamant that that was how you eat ribs. fall off the. And I was like, hey, who am I to tell you how to eat your rib, buddy? I'm yeah. sure they're good. In fact, I wanted to, I wanted to go there and try them. Was it Sun's? I don't think. Dino's? Yes. Oh. I think it was. It was. I think it was. Sun
2: Smokehouse.
0: I think it was. He said they serve them. It sounded like Dreamland style to me. The whole slab of ribs. You get uh, loaf bread with it, and he says they give you sauce on the side. It's just like a dry seasoned rib, no sauce. Which all that checks boxes for me. Yeah. yeah. You know when I eat ribs, that's how I like to eat them. Yeah. I don't eat the competition rib very often, but I usually don't cook them where they fall off the bone. If yeah, I get, yeah, I messed yeah. up. But.
2: I mean, the thing is, to me, the perfect texture, it's still on the bone, but
0: it's like... It, yeah. Two or three shakes, you might get it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want it perfect melt-in-your-mouth texture. I yeah. And often, when you cook ribs, and that's like Tyler talked about, it makes a good pulled pork when you cook them like that. Mm-hmm. But in the textures, it gets mushy on you real quick, because you've cooked out most of the moisture in it to do that. And there's nothing, you know, all the collagen's been... Belted and gone, so you don't get all that goodness by just cooking them to the perfect tenderness. And yeah. it is hard to do that, especially in a restaurant setting. Oh, yeah. But I can see how people like them because you're not fighting it on the bone. It's just meat, you know?
2: I would rather have the too tender
0: than too tight. Any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, that, that goes for a contest, too. Yeah. There's no coming back from a too tight rib. Nobody's going to give you the benefit of a doubt if you cooked, if you undercooked them. If you overcooked them, you might find one of these. Yeah. People out there, they're like, that are, that's what I'm talking that's, about. That's what I'm finally got the one I want.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody's looking for that
0: too yeah. tight rib. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. How many times have you heard fall off the bone ribs? A lot of restaurants use that as a marketing slogan.
2: I love that he was
1: adamant. He was, adamant oh, yeah.
0: He and was angry. And he had to get somebody else to back him up and come over and tell me. <laughs>
1: You were texting Mike. You like Mikey, Mikey. Oh no! Nine one one. Nine one one.
0: He was chest bumping me and everything, poking at me. He said, "How you cook ribs?" I was like,
1: hey, "I would go argue." All right. There but might have been, He might have had. A, he've
0: had a few head of bees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I got. I did have a couple of Miller lights. I was back on. Yeah, I was closing a lot. Now let me tell you something. <laughs> Came back downstairs looking yeah. for him. <laughs> We're going to have a cook-off at Suns Parking Lot, Jasper, Alabama. <laughs> see who's better. Man versus rib. <laughs>
2: Real quick, I do want to take a moment to remind everyone to try Blue Plate and the new Spicy Blue Plate. Oh, yeah. Best mayonnaise on the planet.
0: I did see somebody in the community posted a picture. They were in the French Quarter and it had the blue plate yep. on the table. That's where it's supposed to be.
1: Non refrigerated. Non
0: refrigerated. People are also finding the hot and spicy mayo. So I'm it hit human. It, it hit stores. I think didn't it, Tyler?
1: Yeah, I think it hit store shelves. And like I know personally, at the, around this office, we've gone through six bottles already. Yeah, we've only had them for a couple weeks.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. that good. I'm not joking.
2: It's really good. It's not like a mayonnaise. It's more like a spicy, creamy sauce.
0: But you know, it has um, more of the texture. Of a thick mayo, though, because yes. a lot of those you buy that are, like, spicy, you know, cilantro mayo or whatever. You know, they do stuff to mayo. They're real runny or runnier and, and you know, a lot smoother. This is, like, it stands up. Yeah. You could spread it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's yeah. not like a runny, like, it's not like an Abner sauce or Zaxby sauce or something. This is, like, spicy mayo. Um,
2: I bet if you wanted to turn it into, like, a chicken nugget dipping oh, sauce. Oh, yeah, that'd be a great you could mix it with, like, a pickle juice.
0: Oh, just Worcestershire, Worcestershire. A splash of ketchup. You have it in the black pepper. You'd be right on Zaxby's sauce. Probably better, or Chick-fil-A sauce.
2: There was a meme in the um, community where someone posted a picture. It was it said, extra heavy-duty mayo. I saw that, too. <laughs> they said, what do you need the extra heavy-duty over the heavy-duty? <laughs> what kind of application are you working there?
0: <laughs> well, what, I mean, do you think that's more for making – um Dressings so. and stuff like that. Because would you just spread the extra heavy duty on like your ham sandwich? I don't see why not. Yeah. We need to get some of that in there and compare it. Does Blue Plate make an extra thick, like extra heavy duty? I don't think, I don't so. think so. I, think I, think so. Think I think so. this is a
2: market. Yeah, that's what game. I'm thinking yeah. too. Yeah.
0: I don't. Well, well, uh, the other reason why the only place I've seen it, it's not like on a retail shelf, but Sam's Club. You know how they sell it by the gallon, exactly and they're like this was, industrial. Yeah. And they, they call it extra heavy-duty mayo. I'm thinking that when people make, say, you're, if you're a restaurant, you're making your own salad dressings or your own sauces and stuff, you need a thicker mayo to go with that to add stuff to it. Like if yeah. you know turning it into you're a salad and you're a adding buttermilk yeah. to it or whatever you're doing to make a ranch, and you're going to thin it down. But you wouldn't just, like, we're slapping that on the burger, you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I still think it's just a marketing gimmick.
0: You think so? Yeah. I mean, they're not, but they don't have marketing. It's just a generic label. It's not like that's they've got a original and then extra thick set beside each other. I'm
2: thinking they're saying uh, Best Foods already has the heavy duty. Oh, so let's covered. So we're go, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so we're going extra heavy duty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're also buying a gallon of mayo, so you're already like that's already <laughs> extra heavy duty. I think. <laughs> yeah. You don't have. You're already heavy duty. <laughs> they
0: do have like Mitchell sent us a gallon of mayo. You can get the blue plate in the gallon. I've never seen it in Sam's, but I think Walmart. Didn't we see it in a Walmart yeah, it's somewhere? In a Walmart. It's going to be over with the industrial showboat pork and beans. Yeah. It's not going <laughs> to be on the regular condiment aisle. It's going to be on the big green beans and I pork and gonna beans.
2: it's going to be there by the nacho cheese. Yeah, the big
0: can <laughs> of nacho cheese. my favorite aisle.
2: Um, speaking of man versus food, I got a Shell's learning corner for you.
0: Okay. You saw this on TikTok, didn't you? Yes, it is. Because it hit mine. That's
2: where I get everything. <laughs> You think I'm reading? Do you stuff?
0: validate it or do you just like? Yeah, yeah, I read. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you just say it's per Adam Richmond, he says.
2: Okay, so Adam Richman.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, I love Adam Richmond.
0: Yeah, I've watched him on this Food That Built America now yeah. on History Channel. <laughs>
2: uh, we used to watch Man vs. Food yeah. every time. Um, so, Adam Richmond from Man vs. Food, he did an interview with the uh, Barstools par- podcast. Pardon my take. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said, uh, This is what he does for spicy food challenges. And I think he knows a little something, you know. Mm -hmm. He said that you don't want to do dairy. Dairy is really good for your mouth because it, and I researched why. So milk contains casein casein that breaks down the capsium for the nerve receptors in your mouth. So it will cool down your mouth, but it's horrible for the digestion of the spicy food and everything that comes after. It makes it worse. So he said, eat a banana and a small bowl of rice before you have any super spicy foods.
0: Like if I knew I was going to do the hot ones challenge again, again me versus Bart, <laughs> if I eat a banana and some rice, I'm going to be okay. Now, is that going to help me on the burn on the top end? No. It's just going to help on the bottom end burn. Yes. Which he says is yeah. the most important part. <laughs> yeah. So what can you, what do you do on top end burn? Just ranch and milk? And don't swallow it or something. Yeah, that's what he said. He
2: did said you yeah. can wish, swish it. Yeah. Swish it. Yeah. Swish the milk. But don't
0: swallow it. So I'm, you the the bottom end burn is way worse than top
2: end
0: burn. Top end burn lasts for thirty minutes. Yeah. You know, misery, pain. That's what he was saying. You get two days of bottom end burn. <laughs> I'm here to testify to that. And when they call it the bomb, it is the bomb. God, it's like something went off bad in your guts. I mean it hurts so bad. I just share that video again, like, on how to barbecue for the people that haven't seen
1: it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, it's misery.
2: So the bananas are an alkaline food that helps neutralize acid in the stomach. So when it hits your stomach, it coats the stomach lining and helps soothe the burning sensation. The rice is a starchy, low-fiber food, and it helps firm things up so it can help stop the poops.
1: Huh.
2: And then he drinks the pink bismuth, yeah. too. Yeah. And it's Pep- like, Pepto? yeah. Pepto? Yeah, Pepto.
0: I tried milk of magnesia, whatever. Well, I had to do something. I was like in pain. <laughs> you were sick. it. Yeah. Oh god, it was.
2: It wasn't I, just misery for you. It was misery for me too. I had to listen to you, whine to and rub on you, and for two days. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it does something. I don't know what it does to your insides, but that hot stuff cannot be good for you. Putting something like that in your body. I mean, god. So
2: now you know. Next time.
0: Rice? I know not to do it. <laughs> there ain't no next time. There's not gonna be like, yeah. I'm gonna prep up with a banana and some rice, some pepto to to put myself through torture hoping it helps. Just imagine there's a first you feast guy the first
1: we feast guy that does it every single time. Oh yeah. Use yeah, he has to have an iron gut or something.
2: And he never gets like too upset about the eating the spicy food. I've
1: never not once does he say he just warns the other person. Like you can see his face get red, I think, all yeah. the whole time, yeah. but He's not reacting any yeah. kind of way.
2: And he does not seem like a big, brawly, tough guy. You no. He's <laughs>
0: been doing it long yeah. enough.
2: Yeah. Maybe he's he He's immune
0: to it or something. He doesn't
2: have know. guts anymore.
0: That would be the worst job in the world. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like you've got to, like,
0: not just go on there one time. Like, you've got to continually do it to yourself. We're on season yeah. 18 now. Yeah. 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 You wonder if he's, like, sponsored by Charmin or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Son of Rolaids. laughs>
2: something's got yeah. to help
0: him. <laughs> it's
2: cool you get to interview Matt Damon and Aquaman, but <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. At what <laughs> cost? At what cost? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if like he has like stomach liner cancer. He's done something to himself down through there. That's I don't know. That's terrible. I'd want like extra insurance if something happened to me down, yeah. down the road.
2: <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how often they film like. Did they do two in one day? Yeah, or did you you just knock them out? Yeah, Yeah, let's get
0: these over with.
1: That's how I'd want to do it. Just it's like you're already building immunity in your brain or your mouth. Just
0: go ahead and do it.
1: Yeah. Just go ahead and film like five in a row. So
0: is that the case? Like I know people eat hot stuff because it's a rush. I guess it releases endorphins or dopamine or something in your body. But do you build up an immunity to those heat levels if you do that, if you eat it enough?
2: I mean you do with booze or you know anything else
0: <laughs> do you really <laughs> do you really i don't think you built up an immunity to it
2: Not an immunity i just think to you like it. what it
0: does to you.
2: you increase your tolerance
0: <laughs> i don't know I don't, I don't know if you do that either i think some people just two drinks and they're there and they just like to stay right and you know so yeah. keep on going but I don't know about with hot stuff. Do you, do you have any insight on that, Tyler? No, I don't. I mean, I eat it a lot, and I think. I mean, some
1: people can handle it; some people can't. Yeah, I don't know if that's just because they don't try anymore or what. But
0: yeah, I. I, I, I see. That's something that's weird. it's got to be genetic or something too. It's like some people are predisposed to not get the heat from some yeah. stuff. Like the capsicum doesn't doesn't bother them as bad as it does. Like I mean, I, I may be allergic to it. I don't know,
2: <laughs> but. Also, you probably couldn't – you can't handle as hot as you once did. Yeah. No, you as you get
0: older, I can't – yeah, for real. It bothers me more.
2: Yeah.
1: Like we had somebody reach out recently on the Malcolm Shop page that said that Grande Gringo burned them down and that the, they couldn't eat something that they made. Gringo? Or like that, which is just baffling to me. And I've never, I've never heard that before, but that goes to show that it's just like everybody's yeah, got Yeah, different, different heat levels,
0: yeah. Some well, we've heard people say that the barbecue rub's hot, and there's – I mean, it has some cayenne in it, but it's not hot. That's the mildest, sweetest. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So I think some
1: people are just completely like, yeah. yeah
2: everybody's a little different. That's right. Some people like mushy ribs. <laughs> <I do too. laughs> tomato, tomato, right? Each his own. So talking about the community, I saw a lot of people posting their Easter ham.
0: Yeah, look, a lot of people. A lot of people cook ham. That's that's got to be the number one thing cooked at Easter, right? I would say so. I think I think it would be. There was some lamb I saw cooked. Um a prime rib. Some yeah, people cook. Like some ribs. people cook prime rib brisket. Pork, pork but lines. but ham lines. would be the when you think of what you're going to have on an, an Easter table spread. I think most people would think of ham first. Yeah. Um, bunch a good look at different hams too.
2: Yeah, yeah. A lot of people like took your method and like adapted it to you know yeah, what that's they a good want. Thing.
0: Man, you could. You could warm up ham on the smoker a thousand different ways. And they'd all be good. Glazes, they would yeah. all be good.
2: So here's a good question. Um, Eli wants to know, I'm looking for any and all potato recipes to accompany ribeye steaks. I well, feel like I I got some.
0: You got some? <laughs> um, first one I'm going to throw out there is uh, loaded baked potato, mashed, uh, mashed loaded mashed potatoes. That's one of my favorites because you don't have to mess with the whole shell and cutting it and doing everything. You do it, you mix it with your butter and all that in the mashed potatoes with the sour cream, and you top it with the cheese and the, the green, green onion and, and the bacon, bacon yeah. and that's how you serve it. It's phenomenal with it.
2: So, it's a, uh, essentially, you're making mashed Loaded mashed potatoes. Loaded mashed yeah. potatoes. Yeah. What do you like? Um, I like to take those little new potatoes like we were just talking about. Yes. Olive oil chimichurri seasoning
0: oh alfragone's chimichurri Alfred, yeah. rub and,
2: yep rub and a little bit of ap or some sort of all-purpose seasoning it. yeah uh roast them in the oven or even
0: the pit those are really good yeah so if you buy roasted, the new potatoes yeah if you get the new potatoes you don't have to cut them up but you can also quarter up larger potatoes do the same thing you toss them in the olive oil yeah i've tossed them uh in bacon fat and they're really good too
2: so i have a uh have have an issue with the bacon fat it almost gets the skin on potatoes too hard
0: oh you think it hardens it up more yes because
2: okay. i've tried it with like uh will we usually coat our whole baked potatoes mm-hmm. with some sort of oil and season them and roast them that way um for just a regular baked potato it gets the skin almost it,
0: like it tough gets it tough yeah yeah so you can't eat the skin
2: yeah and i've noticed it does the same mm-hmm. thing with those little new potatoes if they're cut and the skin's open you know yeah. it's you've got open Potato
0: flesh. I so guess. what temperature are you better. cooking, roasting your potatoes or putting them on the smoker grill?
2: 400,
0: 425. So, and we're, t- we're looking at? 15, 20, 25. So it's fast cooked. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all try that one. That one's a good one. We do we do them for catering events like that. We'll do them in a large pan, throw them in a pit. If, they're, if you do a lot of them in there, it's better to put them on like a sheet pan where they spread out. But if you do have to pile them up in a pan, you'll want to stir them every now and then. But you're just cooking them until that potato's fort tender. And it's those are really good potatoes that go with just about anything. They go great with steak. And they hold really really well. What about um a cheesy scalloped mm-hmm. potato for to go with steak? Would you like that?
2: Heck yeah. Uh what would you do? Take a potato and like
0: It's it's like thin slices in it. Yeah, I mean you don't have to get it paper thin. You can, you can cut it with a knife, but you just want thin slices across the potato. Um
2: you you guys used to do something called heart attack potatoes?
0: Yes. <laughs> That's, I don't, would you, would you serve that with steak?
2: I don't know. Or
0: cheesy heart attack potatoes. Cause they had like a pound of butter, <laughs> whole two pounds of Velveeta cheese in them.
1: It jalapenos, peppers mushrooms, or, yeah.
0: peppers, onions. We cooked them the same way. We just did them in a pan. Basically cooked potatoes and butter first. And then you drain out the butter, and you put in cubes of Velveeta cheese when they're almost done, and you just start stirring it, and that cheese, that that processed cheese, just melts out and coats everything, and it's it's really good. It's not fancy for a steak; Mm-mm. it's more like a burger night. <laughs> you <Yeah>. serve those <laughs> with burgers or dogs or something, but they're really good. That's a really good way. I'm trying to think of a fan. So a lot of people do steak steak and frites, yeah, which is like thin thin cut uh, French fried potatoes that they. Fry, they double fry them so to get them crispy, you fry them like at a lower temperature, and then you flash fry them at the end at a little bit higher temperature, so like three twenty five, and then like three seventy five, and it gets them crispy. And then you salt them. Like in restaurants, you see them with like a truffled salt or ah, something like salt's that. Good
2: for potatoes. And
0: then, yeah. uh, and then you dust them with like a little uh, shredded Parmesan cheese. So it's a fancier French fries, all it is. When you see frites, but that's a. That's a big one. they got uh, a
2: good crunch on that. Yeah, they're that. they're really
0: good. Um, those mm-hmm. are just some of the ones that come to mind. I know. Now we're talking potatoes. <laughs> Tater.
2: You really can't go wrong. Pretty can't, much yeah. mashing them, roasting them. Baking them. Baking them. Yeah.
1: Even as simple as a like baked potato bar. Like, that's what it yeah. Yeah
0: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We do that. We, yeah, I like doing that where you have all your toppings and you kind of dress your own. Now, I do like when I do baked potatoes. It's not just like, oh, full wrap potato. We don't even wrap them in full. We take them and wash them really good, coat the outside in olive oil, season them with like AP or TX, and then add some herbs like dehydrated parsley or something like that. So it makes this like crust on the outside as it cooks. And then when you when you get, when you get serve those, and it takes, like you said, you just cook them on like 425 till you can stick a skewer in them.
2: You do have to rotate them halfway through because...
0: They'll kind of stick. Yeah, yeah, they start yeah. getting
2: a little too <clears throat> done on the bottom, yeah. on one side.
0: But then... You do that, and then you uh, serve them with a potato bar, but you can eat the skin and everything, and the skin is so good on.
2: It's really good. I mean, even the kids will eat the
0: skin yeah, on Yeah, love it. it. I love it. Uh, a twice-baked potato, that's always a good one, where you bake potatoes and then you hole them out, and you mix them like I, do, like I was talking about the loaded baked potato, stuff it back in and put a little extra cheese on top and put it under the broiler just to melt the cheese.
2: That's kind of how, how you a, do your barbecue potato. Yeah, kind of the same way. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on gravity fed smokers?
0: Um, you know, that's one that's one type of pit that I've never really cooked on. I've got buddies that cook on them and they love them, but I've just never had a gravity fed. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with them. They are on the pricier side of a pit, and maybe that's been my thing. Like, you, like say you look at a, a what's a Deep South that Randall makes, or a, a Stumps is another one that makes mm-hmm. gravity feds. Mm-hmm. Those cookers typically run three to $4,000. You know, they're not cheap. Yeah. So it's not. And I know Masterbuilt came out with one. I don't know much about it at all. Never never really seen one in person too much. That'd be
2: uh, a good thing to get one of those cheaper Gravity Feds. See how it works. If how- I was going
0: to get one, I, I'd probably call Randall and say, man, I need a Gravity Fed to try out. You know, because he, he's told me before if I ever want to cook over, I just never had to place, you know, now that i got a smokehouse, I may need to try to cook them. Well, he's <laughs> told me he would bring his over. Yeah, and let me borrow it and cook on it. So I probably need to do that. I just I just had never done it. I know they cook um they cook a lot like uh, say like a backwood style cooker without the water pan. Most people that cook on gravity feds uh, cook in pans. So I know I know Heath does. That's where I get most of my experience from, and y'all know how successful he is cooking, winning you know contests and everything. But the reason why they cook in pans is one, it keeps that smoker clean. But two, the way a gravity-fed smoker works, it usually has, like, it's got a side chute on the, on the side of it that lifts up at to the top, and that's where you put all your coals. And then it'll have, like, a little fire grate down below that to where the coals can drop as needed. You start a little fire down there, and most often they have, like, a drip kind of, it's almost like a deflector plate that goes over from inside the, you know, smoke chamber, comes across, and usually there's, that's where your opening to where your heat gets in. So, as those meat juices drip, it gets in the bottom of your cook chamber and all that. It can get on that deflector plate, and that deflector plate's heating up really hot. So, it can scorch, and it can, you know, sometimes if there was enough on it, it could give you a little off smell or off colored smoke. So, guys started cooking in pans. And what they'll do is they'll take just aluminum serving pans, put a little raised rack in it so your meat's not in the bottom of the pan, and cook. And that way, you don't have to worry about cleaning. There's no way any juices are going to get down and give you any off smells or anything. So, The way they operate, I mean, they cook fine. You can put gurus on them and control the temp. They like, you know, smoking temps, 250, probably, you know, 225 to 275, I'd say. I've never heard of anybody really cranking them up to, like, 350 or anything like that. It's more of a smoker. Um,
2: I will say that I've heard – I don't know anything about them. But but, uh, I've heard other people talking about them, and either you really like them or you hate them. Yeah,
0: I mean, they're insulated. I mean, you know, they're pretty big footprint because you do have your – you know, charcoal shoot on one side and then however big you need for your cook chamber. But, I mean, you know, most of them that I've seen are pretty big footprint. Yeah. Like, it's going to take up something like a a backwoods competitor at least or, or, or an old hickory CTO size. You know, that's about the footprint of it.
2: Yeah, but the most people I've – the people that really dislike them, hate them because they say they give
0: a scorch a, flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes down to learning how to cook on the pit, I think. So some of that comes with learning it.
2: Um, one more question before I let you go. All right. So Sally is traveling <clears> through Memphis. She wants a non-chain barbecue joint to stop at in Memphis.
0: Non-chain. What, well, Memphis Barbecue Company? Does She's been to
2: Central. Central Barbecue. Memphis Barbecue. Yeah, I'd call that that's one. That's but... non-chain.
0: I mean, they they may have had a branch or two, but that's, you know, that was. That's I mean, the
2: original. That's so, the one you'd go to, yep. yeah.
0: Not in Memphis. It's right on it's right on Memphis. the state line. I said the in bar- Memphis barbecue uh, shop barbecue shop I would go to barbecue shop uh Germantown commissary Ooh, yeah. already been to central um and central's uh, kind of a chain interstate yeah Billy's interstate yeah. Uh, for a sandwich you go to pains uh cozy corner that's one of my favorite yep. little cozy family is
2: phenomenal it
0: is it is it is uh, i really like cozy corner a lot I'm trying to think of another one that's got a great sandwich or ribs those are my top. Those are where I send. You didn't people. say
2: rendezvous. Is that on purpose? <sighs> Kinda.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, there's nothing wrong with rendezvous. It's just that's not. It's just not good barbecue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, they've got some good stuff there. You know, the barbecue shrimp. Yeah, the oh, barbecue shrimp is good. Sausage and cheese, ham sandwich. <laughs>
2: Just not the ribs uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> The ribs are different There's nothing wrong With rendezvous ribs They're just It's a different seasoning You know They use the And it's kind of Had some Greek influence To it They're not super tender
1: Yeah
0: You know They, they leave they, the membrane They on. leave the membrane It's scored, But it's still on there Your rack's Really really small Even on a full order <laughs> they're, you know, They've been Char-grilled They're not really smoked uh, But they're I mean It's still It's a different style Have I Man I've eaten Tons of rendezvous ribs Over the years it's a fun place to go. It is a fun atmosphere. Place to go. Atmosphere is some of the best atmosphere. You're right down in the heart of Memphis, right downtown, across from the Peabody Little Alley. Smells fantastic in there. The waiters have worked there, you know, since they're work most of them have worked there since they were old enough to work. Um so you you meet some characters in there, you know, the beer's always good cold. Um, you know, everybody it's it's real tight quarters, so you're sitting on top of people and it's usually a really fun atmosphere in there. Uh, that's why I like it. And I go there. Usually at least once a year and get some ribs. And I order the ribs just to, you know, because it's kind of a nostalgia thing to me. Looking at the walls, seeing all the pictures of everybody famous who's been there. Is it the best rib in Memphis? Well, no, they know that, you know. But it's how they do things, and it's how they've been doing them for ever since Charlie Vargas opened it up, you know. So that's what I like about it.
1: Now they're in all the stadiums around here too. So if you yeah. go to like oh, really? a Red roads game or a Memphis Grizzlies game or whatever, you can get Rendezvous nachos and Rendezvous uh, sausage cheese plates. Yep. And in my opinion, that's the the best best things they have. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: They do pull. They do a sandwich too. It's pretty good. I want to say I don't, I know, don't think know if they have had, had their brisket port. to their. I don't. Know, I probably wouldn't get brisket at Rendezvous. I would. Here's the things you need to order. Go there. First get you a pitcher of beer and sausage and cheese plate. Get two sausage and cheese plates. And then you leave and, and you then, go to barbecue shop. <laughs> if you have plenty of time the day before, take you a bunch of buddies, order the barbecue shrimp. You gotta give them twenty four hours notice. It's different, but it's pretty good. Yep. And then uh the ham and cheese sandwich is a great lunch. I mean, when I say a ham and cheese sandwich, this ain't just like a slice of ham and cheese on it is a piled high I mean I've never had that. Yeah, high. it's really good. It's really good. But I mean that's that's rendezvous. Uh
2: I'm with you, Payne's though. Payne's has probably the best pulled pork yeah. sandwich yep. in Memphis.
0: I think they're cash only still. Yeah. So Cozy corners,
2: that. worth it.
0: Cozy corners, worth 100%. it. 100%. Yeah. Interstates, you're going to get so much food when you order Interstate.
2: Interstate's really You're not going
0: to get an Interstate sandwich and go get in your truck and eat it on the way somewhere. <laughs> yeah. They're going to give you like a bib and a fork and a knife to eat the sandwich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you got to get
2: barbecue spaghetti.
0: Yeah. Get the spaghettis when you go, try them. Rendezvous don't have spaghetti, I don't think.
2: Uh-uh. But I know the barbecue shop in Interstate Dave, and those yeah. have the probably the I love best. Inter- I love
0: the barbecue shop too.
2: Br- Germantown probably has the best ribs. Germantown Common Center yeah, probably do fantastic. have some of the best ribs.
0: Yeah. You should consider Corky's a chain because. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But I love their
1: barbecue baked potatoes. Like, yeah, that's one of my
0: favorite. Because I like Corky's ribs. They do like, have you good ribs. you get Corky's dry ribs, they've got some of the better dry ribs.
2: You just got to bring your own sauce, because their
0: sauce is horrible. <laughs> I'm not a fan of their sauce. Either. <laughs> you know, here's something I'm good at Corky's, they're fried catfish. It's really good. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> y'all ever had Tom's in Memphis? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tom's, Tom's is good. good. Tom's is... You know, when I think of Tom's, I don't think of a barbecue joint. I think of a soul food joint. Yeah. Because you can go there, you can get... It's meat
2: and three. Chicken.
0: Yeah, yeah meat and three. I mean, they have barbecue, and they're known for it. I mean, it's okay. Like... They do rib tips and it's like um
2: It kinda has a Greek flavor. Middle
0: Eastern yeah. kinda. Yeah, flavors on it. It's different. Yeah. Bologna sandwich, they got a fine bologna sandwich. <laughs> Their uh barbecued pulled pork's good, you know, ribs are okay. They're not, you know.
2: Their chicken just, was really, really chicken, good. Chicken smoked
0: chicken's good, yeah. I've heard the one in Memphis is great, but I've only ever
1: I, there used to be one in Horn Lake that was open. That's the only one I'd ever been to. I,
0: you know, I may have been to it once, but I, the original right there on Rains and Get Wells, where I've yeah. always, I mean, I remember that since a kid, you know, it's been there. It's right. And it was always just a lunch stop because it was, it's like in an industrial part of town in Memphis and they had a lot of people that got out for lunch break. They'd run to Tom's. I don't, I still don't know if they're open past five or six o'clock. I don't know. Cause it's pretty much a lunch spot. They may be now. I don't know. It's been years since I've been there, but. They've expanded over the years too. It was just a little brick building, the pit outside. Now it's, you know, there's places to sit down inside and stuff. It's been a couple of years since we've yeah, gone it's been there. a long time. Yeah. It's They're, about time for another crawl. Yeah. We'll keep Tyler on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving myself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Malcolm, that's all I have for you today.
0: Oh, all right. Well, hey, this has been a. Another great episode of How to Barbecue Right podcast. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> tell everybody where they can ask questions and and find out about us, and if we have anything coming up, contest or anything like oh, that. Oh yeah, we yeah, do so
1: have a contest. Yeah, so I was going to say we do have a quick little announcement. So we are going to be running a contest in the giveaway. If you're listening to this now, it's already live in the community. Uh, so send so. It's spring cleaning time, so we're looking for people to clean up their grills and stuff. And we have a quick question for everybody that we got want you guys to answer. It'll be a pinned at the very top of the Let's Get to Cooking community page on Facebook. Uh, do you clean all your grills and your outdoor cook and your outdoor cooking area for spring, or do you just fire them up and get to cooking? And so, what do you do, Mount? I keep them clean.
2: He's got somebody.
1: <laughs>
0: He's got a guy. <laughs>
1: He's
2: got a guy.
0: Plot twist. I found this. Everybody should really do it. If y'all have friends or if you got kids, they're wanting to earn some extra gas money or something. Pay them to keep your grilling area clean. It works great. It's amazing. You go out there and things are stocked and the grills are clean and things are wiped down and they use. I mean, pellets are in the pellet hopper. Yeah, popper. yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a. It's fantastic. I don't know why it took me so long. My kids work pretty cheap. <laughs>
1: Uh, So if you answer that question, we're going to pick 10 random commenters, and all the random commenters are going to win how to barbecue our grill cleaner, our grill gloves, a gray how to barbecue right hat, a koozie, we dig on swine apron, which is one of my favorite aprons that we have, and then uh, the barbecue rub and the barbecue sauce.
2: That's a pretty good little spring cleaning package. Yeah,
1: Get grilling season started right.
0: The uh, grill cleaner itself is worth that because I do use that all the time. Yeah, The grill cleaner works like a charm. And All natural. All
1: natural. <laughs> and that's going to go till, uh Friday, April 28th at 1159 Central. Central Ooh,
0: well, you got a while to get into that one.
2: Dang, that's a long one. <laughs> oh, we got already some homework April, for you. Say,
0: we're about two weeks. i yeah, got yeah, some homework yeah, for weeks. you, Shell. Okay. Find out when National Mayo Day is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm pretty sure we've already had it. Oh, we have we? I think so. I thought we talked is about it. Is there one? We'll find it. Yeah, yeah, that's homework. I know May is National Barbecue Month.
0: It is coming up. I like to call it Malcolm and me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ, right? On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram.
0: All right. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in this week, and we'll be back next time to do it again. We're all of us here at How to Barbecue Great. We're gone.